Welcome to Our Tribe, the podcast that sits down with Jewish professionals and entrepreneurs to hear their stories, share their advice, and bear their Jewish souls. Now here's your host, Rabbi Tovia Kopsty. Welcome back to Our Tribe, the podcast. Great to see you again. I can't see you, but I am your host, Tuvia Kopstein. And in this episode, we sit down with the great radiating personality of David Wanunu. David is well known in the community as a business coach and consultant. He spent 25 years in the business world, start, even started his own business and exited and in many different industries. He has so many insights about what it is that blocks people from their growth goals and, and, and how to help people. And it all came from this heart of his that is so big, just wanting to help. And for so many reasons, for so many years, what he does now professionally is what he was doing pro bono. And we discussed that as well and how he made that transition and how he still struggles with that uh, professional and kindness balance. You're going to love this interview with David Wanuno. First of all, I must say that our Try the Podcast is produced by the Podcast Fellowship, which is an international Jewish outreach nonprofit, which is helping Jewish young adults all over the world connect to the Jewish heritage by listening to Jewish wisdom on podcasts, discussing and teaching what they've learned in the podcast and with, with a local mentor and then earning a stipend thereby, doing it every week and coming back for more, podcastfellowship.org. Without further ado, Our Tribe, the podcast with David Wanunu. Enjoy. Okay, so we are thrilled to be here with David Wanunu. How are you doing, David? Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. So nice to be here. Okay, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. And, yeah, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so let's, let's start from the very beginning. Let's hear, first of all, tell us what it is that you do now. How do you, how do you explain your professional role now? And then we'll go back to the beginning and talk about how you got there. I was hoping you were going to do that for me, you know, I get a little lead in. Um, so I guess a little bit about my, a little about what I do. I do business consulting or business coaching. I, I know different people see it as different, as different uh, uh, pieces, but I kind of view them as the same. I don't think you could do consulting or coaching without doing one with the other. Uh, basically, I go into businesses, uh, anywhere from startups to uh, companies that are doing tremendous volume, tremendous revenues, um, and I help them with whatever their needs are. So it could be with processes, procedures, um, HR issues, regulatory issues, legal, helping them structure their business, giving them ideas for growth, and then there's the entrepreneurial elements of it, which takes more of the growth and puts it on steroids. So um, thinking of the business kind of where it is here and helping them go this way or that way, whichever way it is they need, um, it could be in the form of uh, M&A, investment, uh, bringing on partners. Um, it could be in the form of bringing on new products or services that an owner may or may not see as opportunities within their business and then help them expand that, um, helping them identify the right employees for particular roles. Um, just because somebody is working for you in an unsuccessful manner doesn't mean that they can't be successful in another role. Um, there are multiple things that come up on a daily basis. Anybody who's in business knows um, that there are always um, things that are going on. Um, but one of the greatest things that really we're doing is being a professional sounding board. Um, 
you know, I once wrote a, a post on this. I, I really got to refresh it, uh, but it's lonely at the top. When you're the owner of a company, there's really very few people that you can really sit down with and kind of just go through what's on their mind, you know, issues that they're having, kind of in a way where they could just open themselves up. And, you know, I, I know the word kind of gets used, uh, I think, inappropriately in today's day and time, but kind of be vulnerable with somebody and saying, look, I'm having a challenge. You know, everybody looks at me as a successful guy, and um, but on the inside, you know, I got this struggle, I got this struggle, I got this struggle, and just something to be a sounding board. Um, to kind of, you know, dovetail one step further, I've been in business for quite some time. I've had my own businesses. So, you know, I, I'm able to give a perspective to a, a, a business owner as a business owner, as opposed to maybe somebody who just read a book or took a class, you know, so I'm able to relate to them in a way that they may not see or get in many other ways. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in let's, nutshell. That, that's, that's great. <laughs> now let's, let's start. Let's talk about you were a business owner. So let's, let's actually go, let, let's go back way, way from the beginning. Let's talk about your roots and the name Juan Nuno itself sounds interesting. And, <laughs> and let's it's talk about it's just, it's a conversation piece. It, it's right. really not the, <laughs> my name is Smith. Smith, Smith. Yeah. Um, my and, father was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. My no, David, wait, 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 sorry. One, one, one more thing. One more thing. Is there? Is there yeah. the the audio is breaking up a little bit? Is there any way? Is do you have a headphone piece or anything like that we we can plug in? So I thought it was actually happening on your side. I don't. Oh, okay. Have, okay. That might be fine right? with the actual recording. But okay, this bad. It's a bad internet connection. In fact, let me just turn off my phone. Thank God. Rings a lot. Let me just put myself on mute forever. Okay. There we so go. we don't get the interruptions. Okay, back to the story from the roots. Back to the story. Okay, where did we leave off? So, uh, you want to go back to creation? So, God created seven days. You got that? <laughs> let's go back to to the. Let's tell me where Wanunu is coming from, and then how, where you grew up, what kind of environment you grew up in, and how you got to be a business owner, and what kind of businesses you were involved in, and how that transitioned to what you're doing now. Okay, okay. I hope I don't bore everybody listening to this at this yeah. point. Uh, so, Wanunu, my father was born in Morocco. Um, I and, and then basically went from there to Israel and then came to the U.S. He came in. He came actually at the right age of thirteen without parents. Wow. Parents were still based in Israel, um, and he went to to learn in yeshiva. Um, in fact, if anybody's interested, there was stories spoken about actually my uncle came a little early than he did, of Rabbi Kamanovich from the Mir in Brooklyn, brought a boatload of boys from Morocco to the U.S., and they kind of had this community. My father came a couple years later. My father was too young at that time, but the struggles and the dedication uh, that these kids at that point did, um, you know, to foster their growth in Judaism uh, it is it's like mind-boggling. I, you know, people don't see that kind of um, risks that the parents took and, and the and that jump that those children took at that time. But um, I can speak for myself. You know, we, we basically my my father didn't have really two pennies to scratch together. I know the saying is two nickels. I think they were hoping for the nickel. Together, they didn't have two pennies to scratch. My father never saw his mother after that. They spoke on the phone. 
Uh, he, they were at his wedding, even. Um, and the dedication that was put, it was just, you know, mind-numbing. You know, you look up at these people, it's like, wow, how, how do people actually do stuff like that? Um, but they did. Um, so I grew up in Brooklyn. I went through the normal yeshiva programs. Um, I knew, you know, at, at some point um, that I was going down the path more that I would be going into the working world. Um, always still kept in uh, contact with my rabbis, but um, I knew the path that I was going to go on was going in the working world. Um, my first job, I'm just thinking, I probably was in real estate sales. Uh, that was one of my first college points, I guess, because I learned tremendous amount. was not very successful as a salesman uh, in the real estate space, but I learned a tremendous amount. Actually, from that education that I got, I actually bought a few properties from that education. So it was actually, at the end of the day, I, I did benefit from it. Um, I was not really a scholastic kid, never really successful in school. And, um, and I knew one day I was going to own a business. So my attitude of growing to work was I need to find people that I could work for who I don't care if I don't make any money by these people, but I want to know I am going with people who are going to take me under their wing and train me. And whatever it is, I, I was always, I still am very curious about business. It drives my wife crazy. Anytime I go with, with that with friends or something like that, the first thing I do, oh, so what do you do? And like, I want to understand it. I just, like, I, I'm fascinated watching people, successful and unsuccessful people. I learn from everybody. This day, I'm still learning every day. For every one of my clients, I, I learn a tremendous amount from them. Um, and it just kind of expanded from there. I went from there. I was in a medical billing company. Um, I was actually a buyer for a closeout company. Um, I worked as a in a computer company. Um, we, we basically, when computers were starting to get, I guess, more and more common, um, we sold actual computer systems to to businesses and helped them do their network and helped them with their web pages. And it was like a one stop shop company. Uh, I went from there to head of a purchasing department for a publicly traded company and grew the ranks tremendously over there. And, and, you know, thank God, you know, looking back, just watching the path that God had taken me, there's so many stories along the way that happened. But this one particular niche, I ended up in, as I said, heading up a purchase department. Um, we were doing purchasing all over the world. Uh, and everything funneled through my desk. And thank God, I was very successful in the business. And kind of long story short, they offered me an opportunity for a startup they were uh, creating. It was an energy company. Uh, they made me the CEO of the company. And other than hourly miracles, I can't even see daily, probably by the minute miracles that were going on, the company was wildly successful, wildly successful. There was a great team of people there. Um, and I grew tremendously over there. And it kind of opened up other doors for me. I went, I opened up my own energy business after that. Uh, I've helped actually a number of energy companies grow uh, from from that knowledge and growth. Not, you know, you just I was exposed to a lot of things over there. So it actually... Very, very helpful in watching the creation of a business from its infancy stages 
to become like this wildly successful business. Um, year one, as an example, when I first joined the business, we had a few hundred customers. By the end of year one, we had 125,000. It was, it was wildly, wildly successful. Miracles. This is, was this a business that we've heard of? Uh, yes. IDT Energy was the name. Okay. Uh, okay. And, and when you say energy, they are selling gas. They're selling electric. We sold electric. gas and electric yeah. um, to people for their homes, for the businesses. Oh. You, you have an option other than just buying from utility. You have an option actually from buying from a from a, what's called an ESCO in New York, you know, or regular energy partner, basically. Oh. That you had, and it, it was nothing short of miracles that were going on on a daily basis, um, and it just kind of evolved. And through this, I I actually worked with two people over there. Um, then I it was I guess the first time where I could actually say people who I felt like were my mentors in business, and um, I learned to true tremendous amount from them. I, on a daily basis, I still think how they would respond to things that I deal with on a daily basis with my clients. You know, how would so-and-so have responded? How would so-and-so have responded? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was just real foundational experience that got me to the point of where I am today. Uh, and that is, so for about 20 years now, I've been doing this coaching consulting um, to kind of jump right into this. So I guess one other thing, I, I, like I, said, I mentioned I opened up my own company in the middle of this, uh, also selling energy. Um, and I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, you know, trying to formulate the thoughts. I apologize, but it's just funny when you start going through this and just seeing God's hand throughout all of this. Um, throughout this time, as I was growing in my career, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there who've gone through this will understand what I'm about to say. People start coming to you for advice. And it started very innocently. Um, you know, I'm not so happy with what I'm doing. Can I talk to you? And shoot the breeze with them. You know, hey, you know, here's an idea. Have you thought of this? You know, la, 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 la. And one guy has success from the conversation. And he sends a friend. And then another person has success. And another one, before I knew it, I'm now... I'm now on people's Rolodex, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get calls with people who want to meet. And then it kind of evolved from career uh, conversations to business conversations. And like I told you, I'm just fascinated hearing people, how they do their businesses. So I'm asking, I'm talking, I'm talking to them, we're following up and helping people grow their businesses. And before I knew it, I'm getting more of those kind of calls. Um, next, would, like the bigger kicker was, I started getting calls from local rabbis and, and organizations that are helping people who are struggling. And they're asking that I could do them a favor and they're sending me people. It got to the point, and, and I don't know how to say this in, in the most respectful way, but you'll understand, I, I mean this in the most respectful way. I kind of took back one day and I said, you know, God, I want to make a deal with you. Because I, I thank God, I'm really, I'm getting, I can't tell you the volume of calls, I'll show you myself. On an average day, 50 to 60 phone calls a day in dealing with this. Um, but you help me in my business, I'm going to help your children. Uh, I guess, unfortunately, he kept his deal better than I kept my deal. But, you know, I, I saw success. My, I was able to sell my company, thank God. 
Um, and I kind of got to a crossroad where yeah, I wanted to start another business. I had an idea and I, I love starting ideas. It's more the entrepreneurial side. I, I had something I was kind of playing around with, toying around with. And I had some clients of mine who were bothering me. You got to do this as a business. People love talking to you. You're very successful with it. You got to do this. You got to do this. Um, fast forward, one of my clients at the time is a very influential person in social media. He thought he was a big clown. He posted his success crediting me. I didn't know he did it. So basically, because I know a lot of you people out there, I'm this very big, successful guy. I'm successful for one reason. David Wanunu, David Wanunu, he wrote it. Um, and my phone rang like it rings any other day, you know? Uh, how do I help you? What is? And, and the call starts ending, how much do I owe you? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, have me in your prayers, okay? Move on. Once, twice. By the third time, I said, what are you asking me that question? So he's like, well, I saw that post. I said, you saw what post? I didn't know what he was talking about. He goes, look at the post. And I went online, and I see the comments on it, and he's interacting with people. And I call him up. I said, what did you do? And he thinks he's the greatest guy, clown in the world, and he's cracking up what he did. But next thing I knew, he put my shingle out for me. And for now, for about... Three and a half years, four years, I kind of lost count. This is kind of my primary income that's been coming out. Um, it just kind of shows you, you know, again, it's the weirdest path how everything started happening. You're helping all these people. But as, as late as yesterday, I will tell you, as early as you say, as whatever the right term, I got a call from a potential client yesterday. He says, I'm calling you for one reason. He says, I see your post and I like your posts. He says, you, you seem to know what you're talking about. I'm calling you for one reason. I've never seen so many people commenting about a person. He says, anytime somebody asks about a coach, your name is there. And the way they talk about you. And, you know, a lot of these people are people I've helped years ago. Where I'll be honest with you. I don't remember some of their names. I've I, I really been involved with doing this for 20 years. Uh, I remember their businesses. Like it, I had this actually two days ago with somebody. Their businesses, but not their names. <laughs> he says, you know, I'm horrible at names. I'm horrible at names. He's like, you may not remember, I spoke to you a couple months ago. I said, I apologize. I don't remember the name, but keep talking. Tell me what we spoke about. And I finished this whole conversation for him. He goes, oh, wow, you do remember. Like, I, I, I have a weird memory. Like, those kind of things stuck to, the, to my needle over here. But the names I can't remember to save my life. Um, but the rest is history. And, you know, thank God, you know, you just don't know where it happens. Like, you, know, you, you go through those levels, but when you actually see the way God has helped me up to this point, there's no such thing as a low. Literally, I see paths. I can actually tell you day to day the craziest stories that have happened to me where you think you're doing one thing and you're going to the right. And, and next thing you know, you turn around and it's like, there's this package sitting for you that's just like this game changer for you. Wow, amazing. So just, just to get the story straight, uh, this the more boring part, is that you sold your company, but while you had, at, at some point when you had started your own company, people were coming in and asking you. Prior, you, way before that. Way before that. I mean, even before you were in the energy Back business? Back in the days, even before that. I'm doing this. I, I'm, I'm working. During my working career, I don't think I have that kind of face where people feel they can come talk to me. Mm -hmm. 
than helping people out in, in with these kind of uh, be it as uh, being from anywhere from a sounding actually dealing with people and their troubles that they're that they're dealing with in this uh, capacity. And I, the crazy part, I love it. I just love this stuff. You watch the success of some of these people and you watch their face. And, you know, it, it's funny because there was a guy who was helping in, I'm just debating if I should stay in the industry, but I don't want it to get out who it is. Um, say a different industry. Well, no, it's not that one at least. What? <laughs> just say it. Uh, it was the rubber tires industry. Yeah, no, but this is the rubber tires not... Let, let's make up an industry, okay? Um, <laughs> let's make believe, because I do a lot of job placements as well. Let's call it a recruiting business, okay? okay. This is this conversation. And he's like, you know, uh, he's having the spiritual question of it. Like, you know, what am I really doing? Am I making money? I, I like, you know, I, I, I don't see, you know, the fulfillment. And I look at him, I'm like, you're dangling. There's, there's multiple ways to look at your business. If you want this from the spiritual side, I'm like, just think about it. Okay, let's use this as the example, okay? You're helping somebody get a job. What bigger form of charity is there? He's like, you know, I'm not thinking about it like that. I said, I'm not done. I said, because what is the greatest issues right now um, that creates divorce? It's finances. You're making marriages happy right now. You have people who are not finding jobs, and you're now helping them support. I said, you know, because of you, there are kids getting a total education right now. And he's like, I said, it's just the perspective. What we all do, if we're looking at it and doing it for the right reasons, is and, and you can't tell me an industry that I can't show you the spiritual element of it if you really want to find it. Doctors, lawyers, every industry you can think about, plumbers, electricians, I've had these conversations with people. You're doing God's work if you make it God's work. Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> okay, so De- De- uh, David, so let me, again, not making it really boring. I, I, the, the interesting stuff is what is what you're saying, but I just want to get the timeline and understand it. So all, all, from, all along, at some point, people start talking to you, or they're always talking to you, and you, and then at some point, you're getting the energy business. Then at some point, you start your own business, and then when you sell the IDT, now no, no, not IDT. I, no, I sold sorry. another company. It's called Alpha Gas and Electric. Alpha Gas and Electric. Okay, so after, yeah. when you sell Alpha, you're 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 you're, you're mulling over business ideas. You have some good ideas of what to do next. At the same time, people start calling you for. People start calling you and saying, how much do you charge? And you realize that you could take what you're doing anyway, what you've been doing for years and years and years, and turn it into its own business of business consulting. Is that correct? Yeah, so I hate to say this publicly, but it was probably the hardest job, that element, that transition of doing it so many years, as a, a, you know, basically as a chesed for free to help people out, now making that into the kind of a business it's probably the hardest thing I have to deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Because you have to tell people, because people that you would normally do the service pro bono, you have to tell I, them, I, you know, I, was I doing can't. It, not that I, I was doing you it were. pro bono. You were doing it for years and years and years because you, had, you yes. had a job, right? You had, had, a, job. You had a job. <laughs> and and now, you have to, now you have to tell them, I'm sorry, I can't help you for free. I, I, That's I, part of it? I did it more often than I do, but like... <laughs> 
it's a, it's a very, very difficult thing. When you get that phone call and you know you can help somebody and you hear somebody in pain, it's a very difficult thing to charge those people. Mm-hmm. I was doing it for some years, you know, incapacitated. It's very, very, very difficult. So do you have somebody coaching you telling you how to do it the right way? It's so funny you're saying that. So um, I, like anybody else, you know, I, I believe in the concept that everybody needs partner, you know, somebody that can help, you know, somebody can be a sounding board. Um, I get a lot of lips from the people who I talk to. How can I do that? That I, I'm not being fair um, to myself and to my family um, in that regards. And it's honestly it's something I have to work on better because um, it is my income. And, um, but it, it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a great, it's a big power struggle for me. It really is a big power struggle for me. Is there anybody out there that's that, that's giving you the? Do you, do you speak to somebody that you can that that can help you? Like when? So to I say, have a few people, yeah. and I, I encourage everybody. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a paid person. I'm a very big advocate. If people read any of my posts on LinkedIn or whatnot, I'm a very very big advocate in people finding somebody who they can talk to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll give you one of the examples. One of my greatest strengths where I, where I tell people in her, in this professional relationship is all our lives, when we are doing what we're doing, we're mostly attached to what we're doing. And we don't recognize a lot of the things that are right in front of our face. You sometimes need that outside person who's able to look at you from that unemotional uh, view and say, hey, Tuvia, you got to change this. And, and usually the response is, no, no, but you don't understand, but you don't understand. Really what that is, people just get caught in that, in that hamster wheel. And they don't recognize or realize that sometimes if you just turn your head to the side, there's a perspective that's not being seen. And it's, it's not, a, it's not a, um, a, a deficiency in the person. It's normal. It's natural. When we are doing what we are doing day in and day out and day in and day out, even successfully, we don't always see the things that are literally right up to the side of us. We get caught up emotionally into the business. And that's really where I come in. Because as a businessman, I'm able to look at your business from a perspective that, that, that you're looking at it but from another angle. And, you know, we all think about it. I, I was talking to somebody yesterday, actually. Very, very successful individual. Very successful individual. But he's a professional. A Pullman attorney for the purposes of this conversation. And he's working on a particular project. But he's thinking as an attorney. And everything he's doing is extremely structured in an attorney mindset. And I looked at him and I said, you know you left this whole pot of gold right here because you didn't think about it from a business perspective. You're very much looking at it through the eyes of an attorney. And the next five minutes of our conversation, he's like this, just like looking up at the sky and like, I didn't think about it like that. You know, because we all have our strengths. We're all drawn to where our strengths are. Mm-hmm. 
we not run into our comfort zones. I guess that's the right. way. If I'm a trained attorney, I'm always thinking as an attorney, and I'm going to my comfort place as an attorney. But who's giving me the perspective from an accountant? You know, hey, you know what? If you had built a business like this, there are other tax advantages. If you built a business like this, you know what? There's other things that could be that you could be opening yourself up to that you're not looking at it because that is not your area of, of expertise and of training. And just like literally taking somebody's brain and kind of mushing it a little bit opens things up like you don't, you, you can't have an idea. And these are guys who are much smarter than I am. And they're going to be 10 times more successful. A lot of the times is you have the answer in you. How do I get it out of you? I, I was, you have it in you. You know your industry. You know your industry 10 times better than I know your industry. But I need to be able to go and get through those layers of, of distraction that, that are not allowing you to see it because you know what? That's not your comfortable way of looking at things. Wow. Can you, can you tell, can you point, pinpoint one time in your career before you became officially a business consultant where somebody told you something about how you weren't seeing something obvious and you were leaving the pot of gold behind and just because you were locked into a certain, uh, uh, a certain <laughs> mode of thinking? Oh boy. Um, Cause it sounds like, it sounds like there are many such cases. So it's interesting because you know you're, you're I always am open to this. You see, it, for me, you're, you're, it's not like something where I'm having an aha moment with what you're saying. I, I think that's always been my personality. Um, I don't know if I could say. Could you say? Could you call yourself humble by calling yourself humble? You know, so I'm always around people. I don't care older, younger. Uh, less experienced, more experienced. I'm always looking to learn. So my, my, I guess I hate the word, but my vulnerabilities are always open to hear criticism. I'm always asking for people for criticism. I, you know what? This past Friday, I had a good, I had a good thing. I had a client, wildly successful guy. I, he, he's, he's somebody, I, I just, I'm in awe of this individual. Okay. And there was a unique element that, that we needed to work on. Okay. And after it, you know, thought it was easy to hear criticisms. At the end of the meeting, he's like, he comes to me, he goes, you know, everything you told me. I said, yeah. And literally at the same time, I was talking to myself when I was talking to you. He goes, yeah, I was going to tell you that because I know you and I know you for years. Everything you told me. Is a problem. I, I said, yeah, okay, so come, you sit on this side of the desk and I'm going to sit on this one. Give it me over the head the way I gave it to you because I deserve it. But I think I'm very in tune with myself, with my strengths and my, my weaknesses. It's, it's interesting. On any interview I ever went, it was, it was one of the first things I always told to my potential employers um, is that my greatest strengths is I'm honest with my weaknesses. I know what they are. I can tell you what they are. And I do everything in my capacity to compensate for it, whether it's hire for it or, you know what? We all have them. The problem is we're not always all honest with it. And I'm always open to hearing more of my weaknesses. And you know what? I surround myself with people who are more than happy to tell me all my weaknesses on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> so thank God. 
Very, very good. Okay, so David, let me, let's ask, let's, let, we're going to wrap it up, but I want to know, there's a lot of our audience here is, they may have, they may probably, most of them are at the beginning of their careers, and they have an idea of what they want to go into, whether it's professional or entrepreneurship. Oh, I love talking to people like that. Yeah, so, so you yeah. love talking to people, you have, I know, but you're, you're, a lim, you're limited, but what would right. you, what would you advise somebody I don't think you want everybody to reach out to you, but what, what would you, how is the person going to find the sounding board? What do you think is the most important? So there are a couple of different things. In talking to people like that all the time, mm-hmm. the greatest stresses that I see that the that people like that deal with is that they think that the decision that they're making at 18, 19, 20, 21 is going to impact them for the rest of their lives. Okay? We are not living in the 50s anymore. Okay, where people would start off hypothetically, you know, um, and went to Ford, I started on the assembly line, and every year I, I, I grew until retirement. Most people, the way they start off, be it industry, job, you know, so on and so forth, um, is not where they end up. What well, my greatest recommendation is your first job is really where your education is beginning. Find a place, find a person that's going to teach you what it is, who you are, where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, okay? Um, it's more important in school, much more important in school, because you're not going to, you're not learning real life in school. You're going to learn that when you're working, okay? Yet, identify those people that are going to spend the time with you and really care for you and your success. It's extremely important to identify that right person. Um, you know, find a mentor for yourself. Uh, there are certain ingredients I think that you need to look for. Number one is that it's not a jealous person of what it is that your that your success. That you want to see them more excited about your growth than you are. You want, to, you want to surround yourself with the people who know what it is um, what it is that you have your potential to do. It's also somebody that you have to be able to accept criticism from. If they're not criticizing you, it's the wrong person. But you need to work on yourself to be able to accept the criticism. It's not easy. Nobody ever likes to be criticized. But you're never going to grow without it. And you're going to be criticized criticized till after 120 because we're always if you're not in a form of growth you're then you're sinking there's no such thing as staying stable identify the locations and the people that are going to help you put right foot in front of left foot right foot left foot right grow it has to constantly be going and they're going to tell you they're going to tell you you know what you're not comfortable in your job you're not fighting hard enough if, it, if it's growth, if it's fine, what is the growth that you want, by the way? People keep on confusing growth with finances. It's not always financial growth. Finances come later, and it will come. If you are that, that vessel that, that has all that opportunity, all that knowledge, it, it, it's, you, you're, you're, then you're basically writing your own check. But your beginning stages are really your formative years surrounding yourself with people that want to see you successful and succeed to your greatest potential.
Beautiful. Great advice. Okay. David, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to every, every single thing you're saying. I'm listening to it thinking that you're talking to me and you're coaching me. So I, I gained, I gained Anytime. tons. Anytime. <laughs> I gained tons from this and, and we really appreciate your time. And there's so much more to say, but we, we know you're, you're extremely busy. You probably have another seven appointments for the next seven hours, right? <laughs> thank God. Thank God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. David, thank you very, very much. And I appreciate your time. And I, I wish everybody luck. If they want LinkedIn with me, I'm on LinkedIn. David Wanunu. I think there are actually two David Wanunus on the one that's Spring Valley. Um, okay. And shoot me messages. Anybody has any questions, always happy to answer. Very good. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for your time. Well, yeah. Bye bye. You've just listened to another great episode of Our Tribe, the podcast, brought to you by the Podcast Fellowship and hosted by Rabbi Tovia Kopstein. Tune in each week every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time to hear more great episodes of Our Tribe, the podcast. If you have any suggestions or questions, email us at ourtribe at podcastfellowship.org. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to help the tribe thrive.